many loves him tonight? How many exalts him tonight? Amen. Do you put him above your situation, above your problems, things that's going on in your life? Amen. Have some needs uh, to bring before you again tonight. Somebody come in last minute. I don't have it here right before me. What was that brother's name? Brother Ed Binkley goes to Brother David Siler's church was out today burning some trash in his yard and a couple of gas cans exploded on him and he's been burned about 83% of his body. So I want to remember him tonight. Amen. The Lord will be merciful in his situation. Amen. Let's just go to, together in prayer. Father, we just come to you today, Lord. So thankful, Father, we can exalt you, Lord, in troublesome times. And we can lift your name above every name, Lord. We can, Lord, magnify you and glorify you and worship you, Lord, even in the middle of our storms, middle of our struggles, Lord, and troubles of life. Knowing, Father, that it doesn't matter what we're in, Lord, you're still God. It doesn't matter how sick we are, you're still God. It doesn't matter how many problems arise all around us, Lord, you're still God and you're still on the throne. Lord, we bring this brother tonight to your Father that's no doubt in great suffering and pain, Lord, and from the fire being burned. Jesus, be merciful, we pray, God. Come on the scene for his need, Lord, and move, we pray. Lord God, you're the healer, you're the deliverer, Father. You're the pain taker, Lord, and we just ask that you would move on his behalf, Father, for your glory and for your honor, we pray. Lord, we commit this service to your hands, Lord, everything to be said and done. Ask God to just continue to move in our hearts. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Let's turn to Mark chapter 4. Amen. I'd like to continue on a little bit, follow up from last Wednesday. Like to speak to you on undisturbed, undisturbed. Mark chapter four and verse thirty-five. It says, "In the same day, when the evening was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over to the other side.' And when they had sent away the multitudes, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships." And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat the ship, so that it was now full. But he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Amen. We'll let you be seated. I was studying this scripture a little bit more this week as, as I was looking for something to minister to you tonight. And I ran across, across this quote, and it really jumped out at me. Brother Branham and Melchizedek, the great prince and king, he says, Faith never rushes itself. Faith always knows what it's talking about. He said, you've never seen our master excited about anything. Standing by the grave of a dead man, he was just as calm as he was when he sat on the mount and looked over Jerusalem. 
standing on a ship in troubled seas and the waves tossing him around about, he was so completely resting in God until it never even paid, he never even paid attention to, to attention to the storms enough to wake him up. See, faith is always undisturbed. So now we find here that the reason that we can be undisturbed is because we have been given a promise through our father Abraham to his children. And the God who gave the promise, he swore by the oath that he would keep the promise that he gave to us. Amen. A faith that is undisturbed. So to have a place, a faith that is undisturbed, the faith has to have a resting place. Faith has to be at rest. And we find a very interesting story as we read it again tonight of a, of a crossing of a sea. And, it, and, and you know, it seemed like everything was going wonderful and everything was maybe at, uh, peaceful as it started out on the journey. And, and they find themselves somewhere out in the middle of the sea. And, and we know the devil as he knew what was taking place and he saw maybe a chance to, to take them out. And he began to get into the winds and to the waves and, and to cause a storm to come up. But in the middle of the storm was really a paradox that was taking place. When the storm was beaten against the ship so much that the scripture says that it had filled the very vessel they were in. And it was about to sink. And here right in the middle of a boat filled with water and it was tossing around was a man that was at rest. A man that was sleeping there in the ship. And so as you look at this, there had to be something in him that was greater than the physical uh, mannerism or the physical, the physica physicalities of his being or his thoughts or, or his reasoning. Because no man with, you know how it is, you'd be laying in bed one night and you hear a little thunder rumbling and it wakes you up. Or, or you begin to get worried about, is it a tornado? Is it this or that? There's all kind of thoughts run through your mind when you hear these things taking place. But here he had spoke the word, let's go to the other side. And he had enough faith in that word that that word was going to come to pass. That when he gets in the middle of a storm and he gets in the middle of the chaos all around him, it does not worry him. It does not fret him. He does not get concerned about it. He continues to be at rest. And I believe we can, we can gain a great lesson from this because we also face storms. We also face troublesome times. We're in one of the most troublesome times that's ever come upon the face of this earth. And so we also have things in our lives. And if we're not careful, we go to our own thoughts, or our own humanistic ideas or ways, our reasonings. And we begin to become, become uh, uh, you know, unrestful or weary or, or tore up about situations in our lives. And, and if the thing we could stay in is in the Word of God, that the Word of God is going to come to pass no matter how much Satan fights against it, no matter how much hell screams or how much waves comes, no matter how, how tumultuous it may seem, His Word will come to pass. He's kept every promise. He's kept every word. Amen. He stood for us against every sickness and disease. He has conquered every sin. Let me let you know in on something. God has got this. Amen. Maybe you need to look at your situation and tell your situation, God's got this. He's greater than my problems. He's greater than my struggles. He's greater than the things that I'm going through. Maybe you're facing some great financial trouble. He's greater than that. Maybe you're facing the greatest, a great sickness, nigh unto death. He's greater than that. You know, he would tell us in Luke chapter 12 and verse 24, he would say, Consider the ravens, for they never sow nor reap, which neither have storehouses nor barns, but God feedeth them. 
And how much more are ye better than the fowls? Hallelujah. Amen. A raven is not having, he don't have a barn somewhere and he's looking at it and he's like, wow, I need to go do something about it. My barn's getting low. He's not even concerned about a barn. Amen. He knows he has a heavenly father and that heavenly father's going to watch over him. He's going to provide for him. He's going to take care of him. He's going to give him what he has need of. And, and he says, how much more are ye than the fowls? If I'll take care of a little bird or a raven, or if I'll take care of the, 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 the the things of this earth, amen, the, 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 the animals of this world, how much more will I take care of you? Amen. And which of you can by taking thought add to his statue one cubit? If you then be able to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? If you can't even do that, why even worry about the rest of it? Amen. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not. They spin not. Yet I say unto you that Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass, which is today in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will he clothe ye, O ye of little faith? Seek not ye that which ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind. Now, if you look at this doubtful mind, it's actually very interesting. It's actually the same metaphors taken from the metaphor of a ship that's being tossed about, going up and down, up and down, up and down. One day it's high, next day it's low. One moment it's on the top of the wave, the next day or the next moment it feels like it's about to crash to the bottom of the ocean. He's telling us, don't have that kind of mind, but have one mind, the mind of Christ. Amen. The mind of Christ will go to sleep in the middle of a storm he'll be at rest amen because he knows God will keep his word Amen. That's why we can be, we, we don't need to get all tore up about sicknesses and things. And it's very easy to do, but don't get tore up about it. God will keep his word. Amen. So don't be of doubtful mind. It's to lift one's soul or it's to buoy up and down with hope. I hope it's going to be okay. I hope I'm going to get well. I hope I'm going to get out of this problems. I hope this is going to happen. It's got to move beyond hope. Because hope is up and down. Hope is like a buoy on an ocean somewhere. And you're up one day and down the next. Amen. You, want, you don't want to be of a doubtful mind. But you understand that he watches over the lilies that they grow. Amen. Where does a lily come from? It comes from the very bottom of the, of the pond in the, the most miry muck you've ever seen in the darkest place. But there's a sun up there and it begins to call for life. And it begins to bring it out of that muck and out of that stuff and bring it to the top of the water till it can burst forth its flower. Oh, I'm looking at some lilies tonight. Amen. You was in down in some very dire situations, very dark, very dismal, and God called you out of that. Well, if God called you out of that, you can rest assured he's going to take care of you. He's going to provide for you. He's going to do everything he can for you. If he would take care of a bird, he'll take care of you. So don't be of a doubtful mind. Tossed about by the winds and the waves. Because it, it causes one to waver or to fluctuate in the mind. It's to agitate or harass with cares. It's to make anxious. Amen. Make anxious. 
Amen. Brother Brandon will say it like this. He says, see, faith doesn't look at the present time. Faith doesn't see what's right here. Faith looks to what God wants, and it works accordingly. Amen. Your sight sees what's right here. Your sight sees the problems. Your sight sees your bank account. Your sight sees this. Your sight sees that. It sees all kind of issues. But that ain't what faith looks like. He said faith is a long-range vision. Amen. Amen. Faith is a long-range vision. It never lowers its sight. Oh, come on now. That ought to make you shout right there. Faith never lowers your sight. It holds to the target. He said, you get a good shooter and knows what he's talking about or ever done any long-range shooting. He said, it's like binoculars. He said, you don't look, you don't look, you don't look around real close with binoculars. You don't look at your watch through a pair of binoculars. Amen. He says, you look at things that are far off. He said, faith does that. Faith picks up God's binoculars, both the Old and New Testament, and it sees every promise that he made. No matter what's right here in front of you. Oh, hallelujah. Right here in front of you might be cancer. It might be every kind of disease of the world. Amen. Might be every kind of issues. Maybe all kinds of things. But faith will pick up the word of God and look at a promise. Come on now. Amen. Faith sees it out yonder. Faith chooses this regardless of what present tense says. Regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what the doctor's report says, that matters not to faith. Faith is looking at a promise. Faith is looking out there and it's saying it's now. He's the Lord God that heals all our diseases. Now by his stripes I'm healed. Now my family is sealed. And it never drops its sights down to look away. I love that. When faith is centered on a target, there ain't a devil in hell that can say, you know what, you need to lower your standards just a little bit. You need to lower it down a little bit. Man, he said, he said your offspring, well, maybe that just means one of them. Not all of them, but maybe just one of them. Maybe just a few of your children is going to be saved and the rest of them is going to be lost. Maybe, maybe it just means that the healing is just for some of them. Lower your sights down just a little bit. Amen. Get it off you. That's not where it belongs. No, your faith keeps it right on the target. And it says, by his stripes, I am healed. Doesn't matter what's present tense. Doesn't matter what the doctor says. Doesn't matter what any devil says. It keeps the crosshairs dead center on the word. That's what faith does. Amen. But see, unbelief will catch reasoning. Well, you know, reason. You know, it reasons away the word. It reasons. Well, you know, we don't. We don't have to have church tonight. We can just have a just come together and have a good little time and go back home. We're all right. And that's not what faith says. Faith says, I need something from God, and I'm going to get something from God. Faith reaching out there and grabbing it. Said, faith always looks to the word. That is its resting place. Unbelief relies on reasonings, present day things, present time things. What's going on right now? That's what reasoning is relying on. That's what reasoning will always take you back to is what is happening right now. Well, what did the doctor's report say? 
What does it look like? What is your child doing right now? What is going on right now at your work? What's happening right now? Reasoning is always taking you to present tense. Faith is looking long distance. Amen. That word still remains there. And this is where Jesus' faith lay. Let's go to the other side. His faith was already over there on the other side where a little heart was crying out for help. He wasn't looking at present tense and the storms and the winds that was trying to keep him. He wasn't going to keep him from making it. Because the word already said, let's go to the other side. Come on now. Listen, you can look at present tense all you want to, but the devil is not going to keep this bride from taking a body change. You can look at all the problems. You can look at all the situations. You can look at all the false doctrines. You can look at it all, but I'm looking by faith. His word said, I'll never bride without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish. She's going in a rapture. So it does not matter what present tense says. Faith looks to the word. Faith puts itself upon an unmovable rock. Faith does not look at reasoning. He said, I don't care how much you can show it, but it would be better. If the word says no, faith rests there. It's the sanctuary of faith's resting place. The word is. Amen. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Amen. See, faith finds the word its sanctuary of rest. It moves right on to the top of that eternal rock, Christ Jesus the word, and it lays down there and rests. Undisturbed. It lays down there and rests. It's resting on the word. Amen. We don't have to be all tore up about this body change. We just need to rest on the word. We don't have to be torn up about being healed or not. Rest on the word. His word said it. He said it. I believe it. That's the resting place for the Christian. Amen. When it's laying there on the word, let the winds howl. Let the storm shake. She is safe. Oh, hallelujah. If you rest on the word, that's where faith, genuine Christian faith rests. The resting place is the word for it knows that God will ever prove himself superior over every one of his enemies. No matter how bad it looks, how many enemies there are, how it looks like you're defeated, faith still knows you're going to overcome. Faith still knows you're going to have victory. Faith still knows your children are coming back. Faith still knows my body's going to line up to the word of God. That's what faith declares. He said, now to you sick people, how I'd like to drive this home. He said, when you catch that faith that you're going to be healed, every circumstance all signs and all symptoms, everything can point that you're dying. But you will never move. You're resting, undisturbed, <laughs> sleeping while it's storming. Amen. Took me a long time to do that. I used to work for a power company for quite some time and you hear a storm coming during the night, and you know he's about to get called up, called out, so you just get up, wake up, lay there, and wait for your phone to go off. 
I, I quit there probably six, seven years. Still, storm come, I'm expecting my phone to go off. Took me a long time. Now I love to hear thunder. You know, I may, I may have this thought go to poor brother Philip. It ain't poor brother Timothy no more. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But you know, you, you find yourself at rest. It can be lightning. It can be all kinds of things going on. But I'm not worried about it no more. Amen. And this is where we have to get to. If you want God to do something for you, you've got to find that place of rest. You can't be up, down, up about it and down about it and this way about it. You got to stay there on face, resting place. And that is the word of God. And when the devil comes with reason, you do like Jesus. You go back to the word of God. He comes with torment. You go back to the word of God. He goes with mind battles. You go back to the word of God. And just because you got the Holy Ghost does not mean you're not going to have mind battles. Jesus had them. Just as soon as he left the river, being baptized with the Spirit of God, the first man that the Spirit of God would descend upon and stay in. David, it came down, it left. It came down, it left. Amen, but here's the first man that it came into and it stayed. And he was taken up into the wilderness to be tempted. Somehow we get the idea that we're going we're gonna to find, we're going to get the Holy Ghost and it's all going to be over with. No, sir, that's when you're really getting into the battle. That's a good sign that you have received something from God when the devil's trying to take it from you. But let me tell you something. The devil will never take from you what he didn't give you. When God deposits that on the inside of you, there ain't a devil in hell that can take it from you. So you can rest. Take him back to the word. Don't get stewed up and stirred up and say, well, I just lost. No, you ain't lost nothing. Keep fighting. Keep holding. Keep staying there in the word. Stay there up on that, on that eternal resting place. Not make-believe. Genuine faith. Not hope, but faith. Hope is there hoping it was in. Faith is already in. Oh, man, I hope you caught that. I've read these over and over, and I just kind of caught that one myself. He said, hope is looking in there, hope, wish, hoping it was in there, wishing it was in there. He said, faith is already in there, looking out. Yes, right. Amen. When you look at these scriptures with hope, you're hoping this is my name. You're hoping this is who I am. You're hoping I'm, I'm the one that says, by his stripes, I hope that's me. But when you have faith, you're in the scripture looking out. You're in there and say, by his stripes, I am healed. Devil, take your hands off of God's property. I never belonged to you in the first place. But all signs, all symptoms, all circumstances, everything can point that you're dying. But you won't move from it. Amen. You won't move. It's resting place. You found a rest. Undisturbed. That faith. When there's, that's where faith takes its resting place. It's done. It's done. For it knows that God will never, never let the enemy ride over the top of him. 
He never has. Faith knows that regardless of what it looks like. Noah knew the ark would float. Certainly did. Daniel knew that God would close the lion's mouth. The Hebrew children knew God could stop the fire. Jesus knew God would raise him up again. Because why? The word said so. I'll not leave my soul in hell. Neither will I suffer my Holy One to see corruption. He knew corruption would set in with 20, 72 hours within three days. I'll raise it up again. What was it? He, by faith, he rested on a word. Reason will try his best to recognize, well, this system is bound to be better. This is that, but it looks, be, it looks better because you're looking with an intellectual mind. You can prove reasonings by your intellectual mind. You can't prove faith. If you can prove it, it ain't no longer faith. By faith, but faith knows only the word and the promise, and it looks to that thing that you do not yet see. Faith sees things you can't see with your intellect. Faith sees things you can't see with your mind. Your own, your own physical attributes. That's the reason you can rest assured because you're not no longer looking with these eyes. You're looking with faith. By faith, we can go through the scriptures. But, you know, even death itself can't shake faith. Men stand right in death, right in the face of death, and shout the victory of the resurrection. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Christ will raise me up. See, faith makes the word of God its sanctuary of its eternal rest, and it lays in the word of God. It does not lay in how you feel. It does not lay in how you think. It does not lay in how you, how you imagine things. It does not lay in any of that. It only lays in the Word of God. Amen. Amen. He would say in John 14 and verse 1, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. This trouble is to be agitated. Or troubled by parts, by the movement of parts moving to and fro. It's to cause one inward commotion. It's to take away his calmness of mind. It's to disturb your presence of mind. It's to disquieten you or make you restless or to stir you up or to be troubled or, or to strike you with fear and dread or to render you anxious or distressed, to perplex your mind by suggesting doubts. Let not your heart be troubled. This is what he would tell the disciples as he's leaving. But it's also to us because he's coming back. And he said, because in my father's house are many mansions. What kind of mansion, Brother Timothy? Some about this tall. Some brown-haired, some black-haired ones, some red-haired ones. Ain't going to be no gray-haired ones. No bald-headed ones. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Some blonde-headed ones. Ain't going to be no purple-headed ones. Pink-headed ones, green-headed ones. Ain't going to be none of that. Amen. Ain't going to be no highlighted ones. Fakely done. 
Ain't going to be none of that. There's mansions there. And if it wasn't so, I would have told you. If it wasn't true, I'd have told you there ain't no hope for you. But I'm telling you this so you know there is a place provided for you. So you can be at rest. Let not your heart be troubled. Amen, there's going to be all kind of problems. He didn't tell them about all that. He didn't tell them about what they're about to go through. He didn't tell them about the crucifixes they're about to face and, and the scourging and the boiling pots of oil. He didn't tell them about none of that. He just said, let not your heart be troubled because I got a place for you. Hallelujah. And this is what he wants to tell you tonight again. Let not your heart be troubled. You'll face perplexity of time. You'll face sicknesses. You'll face every kind of thing. But I ain't gotta, we ain't got to worry about all that. I've already got that taken care of. I have a place prepared for you. A body not made with hands. A body that never sinned in. If it were not, to- were not true, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I've got to go do this so I can come again. Amen. If it wasn't true, he would have told you. But he told you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. And whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said, well, Lord, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about, where you're going, and I don't even know the way. (laughs) Jesus said unto him, I am the way. This is why you know it. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And no man can come into the Father but by me. So I have made the way. I have provided it. I have set it all up for you. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. I have made a place for you. Not only have I made a place for you, I'm going to come back and I'm going to receive you unto myself that where I am, you can be also. That you can experience the same peace. That you can have the same joy. That you can understand what I understand. That you can know in fullness how I know. That's faith's resting place. If you'd have known me, you'd have known my father also. From henceforth, you shall know him and have seen him. And Philip said to them, Lord, show us the father and it sufficeth us. And Jesus said unto them, Have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am the Father and the Father in me? And the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the work. Believe me that I'm in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works, he that puts his faith in me, 
faith's resting place. This is believing faith. He that puts his faith in me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do. Because I go to my Father, and whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If it wasn't so, I would have told you. Faith is just as positive as your eyesight is here even more. Faith is more real than your eyesight or your feelings to even know this desk is here. How many knows this desk is right here? Can you see it? I can feel it. I can see it. It's produced to me by my senses. But what if we had put something here before the service and said, the desk is here, the desk maybe ain't here. Then what? Your faith couldn't declare it, or your your sight couldn't declare it, because you wouldn't be able to see it. Let's see, there's a bottle of water there. How many believes that bottle of water is there? <laughs> How many believes it? Yes. You believe me? Yes. Some, of, some of you say you can't believe me unless I'm behind the pulpit, so maybe the. <laughs> Mercy. But I told you it's there. So why do you believe it's there? Because I told you it's there. Let's see if it's there. Well, I'll be. It's there. If you had believed the, man, the words of a mortal man that a bottle of water was sitting there, how much more can we believe the, the words of an immortal God that says, by my stripes, you're healed? Mm. Amen. What puts it there? Faith puts it there. Faith in his word that he's never told you a lie. He's never done you wrong. He's always been there for you. He brought you out of the miry clay. He set your feet upon a rock. He's took care of you this far. I can believe what he says. And if it wasn't so, he would have told me. But he told me it was so because he said it. He put it in his word. So it has to be there. Even though I may not see it right now, he said it. Even though I can't put my hands on it, he said it. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. You may not be able to put your hands right now on your healing, but that does not change your healing. You may not be able to put your eyes or your thoughts or your mind on your healing and grasp it with your feelings or or grasp it with your thoughts, but your faith says, he said it. I believe it. He said it. I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to rest on it. I don't care how bad it gets. I don't care how hard it rolls. The winds may come. And the waves may get higher and higher and higher. And it seems like I'm sinking. I'm just going to rest. Undisturbed. When you have that kind of faith, you know it's going to happen. You know it's going to be there. And nothing can take it out. If the doctor stands and says you're dying the next hour, you know you're going to get well. He might tell you, you're covered over with cancer or leprosy is eating you up. That wouldn't scare you one bit. 
you can be at rest. Hey man, look at Paul when he was in that ship there and it was about to go down. It had been waterlogged and raining for days and days and days. All hope was gone. They've been chunking stuff over the ship trying to save themselves. And Paul, amen, goes in there and begins to pray. And an angel comes and speaks to him and says, Paul, amen, you're going to be brought before Caesar. Don't worry about it. Stay with the ship. It's going to be okay. Amen. And he goes right out in the middle of the storm. And he runs outside and he's shaking his hands with everyone screaming, it's going to be okay. Be of good courage. Don't worry about it. There's an angel that said, you don't have to be afraid. Amen. We're going to go right before Caesar and we're going to be okay. Stay with the ship. And I'll say this in the name of the Lord. Whatever you do, don't get out of the ship. Stay with it. It may seem like it's going down. It may seem like it's about to go to the bottom. It may seem like it's impossible and you're not ever going to come out with that. But don't forget who's resting in your ship. Amen. And we know the story. Amen. The ship, as they stayed there, they were saved and they got on the island and they began to build a fire and a snake bit him and he just grabbed the snake and he threw it off in the fire. Amen. Just threw it off in the fire. And they were all amazed. Why could he do that? Because he had faith in the words of an angel. He had faith in what the angel had spoke to him. You're going to stand before Caesar. And the words of an angel were greater than a snake bite. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you the words of your Savior is greater than any sin. It's greater than any sickness. It's greater than any disease. By his stripes, I am healed. So tonight, let's shake that snake off in the fire. The words of our Savior is greater than the poison of the snake. ship was pitching just as hard as it ever was. Still no stars, still no moon, still no days passing. He said, Paul didn't worry a bit. He said, boys, I need another sandwich. I'm hungry. Walking up and down the deck, glory to God, we're not far from land. See, no matter how dark it got, a whelm, he said, might have come and turned the ship over. And sharks following that well by the hundreds. That wouldn't faze Paul. He had the word of the angel. He knew what God had said. He believed, that God, he believed what God had said. Wherefore, brethren, be of good courage. For I believe that it should be, it'll be just as he showed it to me. See, there's faith. Go out on the aisle there. He picked up a bunch of sticks, threw it in the fire. An old snake bit him. But it didn't faze him. He just shook it off and kept going. That's faith. You set your course. Your course is set. You know exactly where you're standing. And you just keep on. He said, see, when a, if an individual can pray till you strike that same place, yes, there isn't enough doctors to tell you you is going to remain sick. Right. Amen. That's right. He said, this covenant, and he said, see, what happens is you've got to get to that place. To where you can be undisturbed. Well, I, I just need an angel. Well, we've already got the word of God. I believe his word. He said it. I believe it. 
We, we could talk about Israel, how they lost their covenant, lost their freedom, their, or lost their freedom, not the covenant. But when God made the covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he swore by himself that he'd save Abraham and his seed after him. And God's duty-bound to keep that promise. And he's just as duty-bound to you on that promise as he was to Abraham's seed on the promise. If you're Abraham's seed. How many is Abraham's seed? We became it by Christ. Amen. Heirs according to the promise. Then God is just as duty bound to you as he was to Abraham. So if he changed Abraham's body, he's just as duty bound to change our body. Amen. See, see, say that would take that should take all the scare out of you. God don't want you to be scared of nothing. Rest solemnly upon what he said. They say, well, you know, uh, what about, I just don't know about, if you can ever, he said, if you can ever get the scare out of the church and let them realize who they are and what they are positionally, he says, healing will be the simplest message to be preached. He said, but we're scared. We're afraid. He said, what is it? You don't realize who you are. You're sons and daughters of God, not now, not will be. You are now sons and daughters of God, not way off in the future. We want sometime in future set in heavenly places. We're now seated in heavenly places. Well, now we're sons and daughters of God. It does not appear that what we shall be in the end, but we shall see him and we'll have a body like his. But now we are the sons and daughters of God, a covenant made by Abraham and to his seed. Amen. See, God didn't tell Abraham, if you do this, then I'll do that. If you you do this I'll do that he said I have already done it and we are under the same covenant so we can be undisturbed we can be at rest because it ain't what I've done it's what he's already done hmm. he already paid my, my pri- the price for my healing I don't have to come up with the money to pay for it I don't have to come up with the money amen to pay for my salvation or anybody else's salvation it's already been paid for he's already done it it's time we start looking at sicknesses amen with the eye of God and say it's already been paid for this has already been paid for. We ain't got to beg. We ain't got to plead. We ain't got to get on our knees and crawl for miles. We ain't got to get bloody knees and bloody hands to get it. It's already been paid for. It's already been given to the church of the living God. See, healing is not what a man can do. Healing is what God has already done. Salvation is not what a man can do or what a church can do. Salvation is a finished work. Your faith in that finished work that Christ completed everything. Amen. Christ redeemed it all back. He paid it all. Every sin. Every sickness. Hello, cancer. You're in that. Every disease has already been paid for. And right now we see him sitting at the right hand of God making intercessions upon our profession or our confession. No matter how much you pray, how much you cry, how much you agonize, how much you do, it won't be accepted. God can do nothing for you unless you accept it by faith first. 
Say, God, you already done it. I'm just here to claim it. That's the only way God can act now is when you act first. Because he's a high priest making intercession upon your confession of faith in his finished work. That's the basis of divine healing. He would say again about Abraham. He said, see, Abraham took God's word. He believed God. He called those saints which were contrary to the promise God gave him. He called them as though they didn't even look at them. He took God at his word. And when the days passed, the weeks passed, the months passed, the years passed, that didn't phase Abraham. Not one bit. Hello. The scripture said he staggered not at the promises of God, but was strong in the faith. Amen. Didn't phase him one bit. Amen. And everything seemed to every day, it simply seemed to grow more difficult and more difficult and more impossible and more impossible. But instead of getting weaker, he got stronger. Job, it seemed to get more difficult and more possible and more weaker. Amen. More situations arose and it got worse and got worse and got worse. But Job didn't get weaker. Job got stronger. Amen. I believe that there's a bride here on the earth. It's not getting weaker. He said, where are you know, Brother Ben was saying? We said, we're looking at how bad the world's getting. He said, what you need to be looking is how powerful the church is getting. And how much more powerful the church is today than what it was before. Amen. The waves may be getting bigger and it may seem like it's getting more impossible for a rapture to happen. But it's going to happen. Not because I said it. Because he said it. And if he said it, I believe it. So instead of getting weaker, we're getting stronger. Well, these are falling off, and that's falling. Well, they went out from us because they wasn't none of us. So it makes the church stronger. Difficulties seem to rise, but God's promised it. It seems to be more impossible, but God's promised it. So instead instead of cowering back, we ought to stand more firm than ever. Amen. On thus saith the Lord, it ought to be settled when God says something. Amen. It ought to be settled when God says something. Well, what did he say? Well, read your Bible. I'm not saying God can't give dreams. I'm not saying God don't give visions. He still does. He still gives visitations of angels. He still does that. But don't forget, God's got a whole chock full of promises laying here, and he said it. And he always waiting on somebody to say, you know what? That's me. I'm not out here looking in there. I'm in there. That's me. Abraham called those things which were as though they were not because they were contrary to the word. So the symptoms and the circumstances and the problem, he didn't pay no attention to it. He just goes on. He's going down. I thought this was interesting. This is a fundamental foundation for faith. It's a really wonderful sermon. 
So we hear so many people say, well, if I only had faith. He said, now faith doesn't mean long drawn out prayer meetings. He said, it doesn't mean long fast. Faith is an unconscious thing. Your real faith, you're unconscious to it. You don't know that the faith you, you don't even know the faith you've got. He says, unconscious matter to you. Could you imagine Jesus questioning whether he had faith or not to stop the winds or steal the waves or have faith enough to raise Lazarus up? He never questions his faith. First thing before we can have faith, we got to have some foundation for faith. There has got to be something behind it. So we don't, we're not having faith on some whimsical thing some man said. What's behind our faith is what God said. Faith is always there. And we've got to find faith's resting place. Faith is looking for somebody that will grab it and hold on to it. No matter how bad the storms are raining. Brother Timothy is bad. Yeah, sure is. You couldn't tell the disciples them winds and waves wasn't real. They was real. Jesus knew they was real. He knew the dangers of it. But he also knew the power of the word. We know the dangers that we're living in. It's a dangerous time. Just got word today that one of our brothers just got released. Brother Caleb just got released from the prison there just a few minutes ago. He's an on-time God. He's greater than the storms. God's doing things. He's moving in impossible situations. This ain't the time to jump out the boat and abandon ship and think it's got too rough, it's too bad, it's too deep, it's too this, it's too that. No, it's the time God stepped to the bow of the boat and he says, peace be still. <laughs> Do you know the peace be still I'm looking for? Is that one bright and shining morning. You're talking about Peace. He steps to the brow from the, on the brow of eternity and he says, peace be still. And all of our wars and all of our strife that we've been through and our sicknesses and the things that we've been carrying and fighting just all melts away. Think on them things for a moment. Let me end it with this. He, said, he says this, and that's one of my favorite quotes. And I, 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 this, this one gets me. He said, the stabilizers has been put on the ship. He says, great fearful waves are out here before us. But we know just beyond that last wave yonder, we're nearing the shore. We're nearing the shore. Just stay stable. Just stay at rest. Just remain undisturbed. Just stay in the Word. Stay with God. No matter how you feel. What anything else is going on. Stay right with the Word. Let's stay stable. When you see all these great old clouds around us. Storms are coming. Bombs in the hangars. Everything else they're talking about. But our stabilizer is right straight tied to the Word. 
God said it would be here, and we're going to crest every wave that comes. Come on, somebody. If that don't give us pump in your heart, an extra step in you to say, when that wave comes, I'm going over it. That wave's coming, I'm going over it. And one of these days, that last wave's going to come, and we're going to go over safely on the other side. He said, see, they're going to come right to us, but we're going to crest. They cannot sink us. Oh, hallelujah. They cannot sink us. They cannot drown us. You put us in the grave, we're going to come out again. Oh, that's just all there is to it. There ain't no way in the world it's going to keep us down there. We're going to crest every one of them because our chief captain is calling on the other side. And we're anchored in Jesus. The storms of life are brave. I've anchored in Jesus. I'll fear no wind or wave. Oh, church of the living God, remain undisturbed. Don't get caught up in all the things around us. All the fearful waves and all the things that are crashing against the boat. Rest. We're on our way to the other side. I'm in is ready. I'm on my way to the other side. I'm leaving this old hell-bound world. And I'm going on my way to see my Lord. Undisturbed. Stay stable. Stay in the word. Don't get out of it. This word will heal you. This word will save you. This word will feed you. This word will provide food on your table. It will provide every need you have for this word to do it. Stay in the ship. Let's bow our hands. Stabilizers on the boat. It's the Holy Spirit. This old ship of Zion is going to crest every wave till it lands safely on the other side. He's going to move. He's going to touch. He's going to heal. He's going to deliver. How do you know, Brother Timothy? Because he said he would. And that's why I believe him. Do you believe him tonight? Do you believe he's got the answer for your need in your situation? I wonder how many would just say tonight, Lord, I want that stabilizer. Stay stable. Stable me, Lord. My boat, my ship's been rocking. Stable me. He's here to do that. Remain undisturbed. Don't get out. Of, don't let that anxious spirit rise up. What am I going to do? It ain't what you're going to do. It's what he's already done. How am I going to do this? It ain't how you're going to do it. It's how he's already done it. Didn't you just feel it as we were singing that song, I exalt thee, that sweet presence that was sweeping through here? 
He's letting us know he's on the ship. He's got it in control. Stepped out of those doors and just felt that sweetness of the Holy Ghost. He's got this. I don't care how bad your situation is, he's got it. Do you find yourself looking outside at a promise or do you find yourself in a promise? And looking outside at your situation. What are you looking at? Determines where you're at. He's moving through again. Won't you just yield yourself to him? You asked for those stabilizers. He's here to give them to you right now. You've been asking for that peace. He's here to give it to you right now. Shake off that snake in the fire. You have already been seen standing on the other side. Take that devil. We've already been seen there. Matter of fact, I got a plate, table setting, and a seat at a big table, already prepared. Undisturbed. Father, this feeling, Lord, you're moving again, Lord, in our hearts in the midst. Just in the quietness, the sweetness, Lord, of your presence. Many hands went up, Lord. We do many times feel like our boat is, Lord, on the deepest oceans out there, like a little bobber bobbing up and down. Forgive us, Lord, where our eyes get on the waves and the winds Lord may our eyes stay on you Jesus you're doing the miraculous among us you're changing hearts you're saving you're delivering you're healing Lord I ask even in this situation Lord with our brother Ron that we'll keep our eyes on you Lord You've got it all in control. Waves may seem to be crashing harder. Boat may seem to be filling up. But we're not getting out of the boat. We're not getting off the promise. Lord, you said, by your stripes, Ron Spencer's healed. We believe it. Lord, we're going to be at peace in a finished work and a delivered body. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, we ask, Lord, that the Holy Ghost will sweep through this building, Lord, to every heart. Confirm your word. Put the stabilizers in hearts and lives.
Lord, the seas may get rough, Lord, but you're still here with us in this ship. We can remain undisturbed. Knowing that your word is said, let's go to the other side. And we'll be there with our offspring with us. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, now let's exalt him higher than our situations. Wow. 